This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. I am joined today by Jason Caldwell. Jason, last night at Neville Arena, seems like they play on Valentine's Day pretty much every year. At least that's what it feels like going all the way back to when I was in school. Um, but uh, there was a lot for Bruce Pearl to love about uh, about that performance on Valentine's Day. I'm not sure you could have gotten much better from this Auburn team against a top 15 team with the matchup advantages they had. They were an 11 and a half point favorite for a reason. Um, You know, people thought that Auburn matched up well against the South Carolina team. But at the end of the day, Jason, it goes down as the second biggest win in the history of college basketball over a team. It's a very specific stat. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter last night. A team with South Carolina's record at this point in the season has only been beaten by 40 or more points once before. It was when Villanova destroyed Oklahoma in that Final Four a few years ago. Um, Auburn beat South Carolina by 40, 101 to 61 on Valentine's Day in a top 15 matchup. Of course, that is the first of two ranked games for Auburn this week. They then host Kentucky number 22 on Saturday. Jason, I mean, where where to even start with this one? Because you you torched one of the best defenses in the country. And then on the other side, defensively, you did exactly what you needed to do against a team that plays a, a very slow pace. But to me, you and I were talking about this morning. The biggest thing that stands out from this game um, is the way Auburn shot the ball, particularly the way the two big guys shot the ball. They called themselves the Splash Brothers after the game. Um, that is a performance they will not forget for a long time. I I doubt they will ever combine to replicate something like that. Janai Broom and Jalen Williams, nine of 12 combined from beyond the arc. Bruce Pearl said it when your big guys are doing that, everything else on offense, uh, it, it comes pretty easy at that point. It does. And, and I, I struggle to think about a game that, that even reminds me of that one. I think back to 98 when Auburn beat Alabama by 50, 54 or whatever, we beat them 94 to 40. That was not a very good Alabama team. This is a pretty good South Carolina team. And I was trying to think about it going, I, 
man, the way Auburn played against Kansas in the NCAA tournament, that Final Four run, you go like, man, that that was a 14-point win. It felt like it was much bigger than that. I, I just I struggle to find one that that I think about the way they played last night um, because you you feel like yeah you could, you could do that against a team that's a really good offensive team but a bad defensive team that has a bad offensive night and you go well you're gonna have this is a really good South Carolina defense they really control tempo that was the thing to me Auburn was able to control tempo in this basketball game South Carolina did not like it that's not the way they want to play and then when you do that and knock down shots. Um, you're right. Everything falls into place. And um, yeah, if, if Janai Broom and Jalen Williams shoot 75% from three, the rest of the season, be tough to beat this Auburn team, no matter where they play, you, you would not expect that to happen much, much more. But, you know, we talked about a little bit this morning. Um, to me, the thing I look at is the number of assists, how many different people shared the basketball. That's a key for this team. Dylan Cardwell had five of them. Trey Donaldson had four. That's when this team, and really any team, that's when they're playing their best. And, you know, you think about it, go, it may not happen as much on a team that has a dominant score. This is an Auburn team that has a bunch of guys that can score. Now, Broom is a guy that's, that's going to usually lead you in scoring, and Jalen Williams is right there. But you're going to share the basketball. And they did it great last night. They knocked down shots when they had opportunities. And so it, it's hard to find much fault with the way they played last night. Um, against a physical South Carolina team, kind of even even on the boards, bench points again, just this completely dominant, and that's that's where this team's going to hang its hat when it's all said and done, in my opinion. Yeah, South Carolina. Somebody on our board po- pointed it out. Their only bench point of the game was on their final point. They hit a free throw um, toward the end of the game, I think, to get to sixty-one, and that was their only bench point of the game. Thirty-six to right, thirty-nine to one. Auburn wins uh, wins the bench points there. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Williams and, and Janai Broom did what they did. It was also Auburn's best three-point shooting per- performance as a team this season. They shoot 60% um, from beyond the arc. Pretty much everybody was able to uh, to get into the action. Katie Johnson hit one. Uh, Chad Baker-Mazzara hit a couple, but it was it was Jalen and, uh, and Janai that really led the charge. You know, Lamont Paris said it after the game. You, you know it's just one of those kinds of games when a guy, talking about Broom, goes one of three from the free throw line, including an air ball, and then he makes four three-pointers. You just know that it's uh, it, it's that kind of game shooting-wise. I mean, Bruce Pearl said it leading into this week. Auburn is such a, this iteration of Auburn, and usually they are under Bruce Pearl, such a matchup-based team in terms of their 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 scouting. Like they go, they go all in on what is going to be the best thing they can do to break down the opponent um, every single game in terms of in terms of the scouting report. So they were honed in so much on South Carolina's pace of play as an offense, and you saw that. I think I think it was the first possession of the game, might have been the second. South Carolina gets a shooting foul on uh, on Broom or whoever with two seconds left in the shot clock, um, and then on the other end, you saw what Auburn's focus was going to be. Broom, I think, had two shots on Auburn's first possession. He puts up two shots in the paint. But for me, the ability for this team to adjust. So it was very clear from the early going. South Carolina is going to go really slow. Auburn needs to speed them up. And Auburn just wants to pound the ball inside. Well, as, as Bruce Pearl said after the game, you know, they ran those pick and pops for, for Jalen and Janai. And all of a sudden, they started finding themselves open for, for three. You're getting a fully-fledged version of those two guys right now. 
And I just think there's no better there's no better display as why they're the SEC's best front court in that they combined for 50 against Alabama. They did it all inside and on free throws. They combined for 44 against South Carolina. They did it almost exclusively from the outside. So they have that versatility. And uh, that's why against the best teams left on their on their schedule, they're always going to have an opportunity, especially on their home floor, because uh, because of those two big guys. Yeah. And and something else, too, is, um, you know, Florida was an anomaly for many reasons. One of it was was free throw shooting. Now, Broom had a lot to do with that. He's still one of Auburn's worst free throw shooters. But you look at this team and uh, kind of you start looking at what they did at free throw. I was 17 to 19 last night, something like that. <clears throat> you look at at this team late in game shooting free throws with the exception of Brim Jalen Williams, 82 percent. Um, you look at Den- Denver is, is 90, 91 percent. Trey Dawson's right at 90 percent. Uh, Chad Baker Mazar is 90 percent. KD's a really good free throw shooter. This is a team that can step to the line and knock down free throws, and that's such a big deal. Obviously, Broom is a guy that had been pretty good about it until that Florida game. But that's something that showed up again last night, too, where you go, hey, we're going to extend leads when people foul us because this team is going to get to the free throw line. Um, Broom's a guy that has worked on it, and he's better than he was last year. Um, not, Not great, but they can now make you pay for putting them on a free throw line. And I thought that was another part of that game last night where everything just felt like, oh, just, oh, well, let's go to the free throw line, knock down free throws. And it looked like they were in complete rhythm. Um, when this team gets in a rhythm and they relax and have fun, then they're really, really hard to beat. Yeah. And you mentioned too, um, you know, the identity of this team. I think I, I kind of wrote about that this morning, like separate from biggest SEC win under Bruce in terms of a margin of victory, you know, separate from, from all of the historical aspects of beating a ranked team by 40, you just got back to your identity on your home floor. Um, And a lot of that Lamont Paris talked about it, you know, South Carolina's coach, a lot of that comes on defense. He talked about the defensive intensity being the number one thing that sets the tone for Auburn Uh, 13 turnovers for South Carolina. That feels like a lot. That is a lot for a team that plays so slow because they value possessions even more because they have way less possessions because they're playing at a, at a slower pace. That is their whole, that's the crux of their whole system is, Hey, make sure you get a good shot. It doesn't matter how late in the shot clock it is. So 13 turnovers, 10 steals for, for Auburn. I mean, I don't, what, whatever percentage 10 of 13 that you, that you get steals um, out of those turnovers for Auburn. And then on the other side, when this team is playing at its best this season, it's the assist to turnover ratio. Like you mentioned, um, they assisted on 61% of their made baskets. So you got 22 assists in the game. And like they've done in a lot of games, single digit turnovers is just such a key. Only seven of them in this game. We talked about Jani Broom and, and Jalen Williams and even Trey Donaldson having a, a really good game. Um, those guys didn't have a single turnover. None of your best players, your best scorers had a turnover in this game. Um, so, so much of it. Jason sort of starts with Auburn's ability on defense. We saw it. We've seen it against good teams all year long. Um, and it's why they, it, you know, they couldn't start on defense against Florida, regardless of scoring 101 points. This team wants to set the tone on defense. And they did that in this game because they knew that if they sped up South Carolina, they would, uh, they would make them uncomfortable. As soon as the lead got you know, 15, 16 points, um, things just got really shaky for, for South Carolina. All of a sudden Auburn's blocking shots. All of a sudden they're getting steals, getting shot clock violations in front of that home crowd when they can rely on their defense. Like Bruce said after the game, it leads to so much offense. Like they don't they don't score 101 points in this game if they don't play the defense that did. No, and I think it 
you saw the difference. Obviously, the road game versus versus home game are different anyway. But I thought you saw a different energy. Uh, you know, the quick turnaround from Wednesday night emotional game against Alabama. You go on the road, play early afternoon game in Gainesville, and I thought you saw the difference in energy for a team that had a week off versus a team that played and just had a day and a half to prepare. Saw the energy back last night for Auburn, and now you get a chance to stay at home. Like you sleep in your own bed for a few days. You have a you know evening tip against Kentucky Saturday night. You'll have the crowd. I thought I think this is an energy team. Katie Johnson is an energy guy, but everybody else is too. And that's that's where defense comes in. Defense is all about energy in basketball. Um, unless you have you know Dikembe Mutombo inside or somebody like that. Walker Kessler. He he fixed a lot of wrongs for a defense a few years ago. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of wrongs on defense and. Houston is kind of the the trendsetter when you talk about college basketball defenses. Auburn's right there with them, uh, but Auburn has a much better offense. Um, you know, and, and we saw it last night again. It the defense sets up the offense for this team, and this is a team that can score in the half court. They showed it last night. They can defend in the half court. They showed that last night too. But when you create turnovers and add fast break points to the mix then this becomes a team that's hard to beat. And we saw that last night. That's what it kicked in where, hey, Auburn can beat you in the half court. They can grind those games out too, but let them get out and run in addition to doing those things. And it's really, really difficult to, to stay on the court with these guys. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Well, and I think it's a, you know, I saw somebody talking about how Auburn is such a roller coaster team this year. And I, you know, I, I just don't, you know, that's not a very accurate assessment because I think everybody. This game, it's everybody. It's, it's everybody. everybody. This game was a good reminder of um, this is what good teams look like in college basketball. Do they go on the road and get pounded sometimes? Absolutely. Ask Tennessee that, that went and got handed to them at Texas A&M. I don't think Texas A&M is a very good team. They turn around, lose to Vanderbilt. What does Tennessee turn around and do? Go on the road and just beat the brakes off of Arkansas. Good teams respond well. You don't see it in the you know, in the players' emotions and the way they you know they act. Like the players are the last people on earth that are getting super down on themselves after a loss. They flip the page super quickly, and I think this is again. So this is a good example of of the fact that Auburn is a championship caliber team um, in terms of, of chasing an SEC title. And we talked about it after the Florida game um, in the in the War Eagle wake up that you just hope that Florida game ends up being your worst game of the season, your worst performance of the season. Um, and the fact that they turned it right around with their best performance of the season um, against South Carolina certainly is a, is a good sign for them. It's a good sign for them, Jason, because of what's next. I mean, it doesn't slow down at all um, on paper. What's funny is on paper, this is a this was a bigger game than Kentucky on Saturday ranking sec standings anything you want to say this was a quote more important game um but you know what it's not a bad thing that kentucky is going to be the uh, the atmosphere that it is i know a lot of people say you know oh well you know we're not camping out just for kentucky oh it's you know it's not the crowd just for kentucky everyone knows that about auburn at this point they have a great crowd every game like that's it's understood but I think it's okay to play up and to have really big atmospheres and to have college game day. It's okay when Alabama's in town. It's okay when when you know students really you know camped out in the in the non conference you know for for Bronny James when that ended up being their their biggest home opponent of non conference play. This is going to be a different animal on Saturday in terms of an environment. Um, but as a team, Kentucky hasn't been better than South Carolina. This season, the way they match up, though, might be more difficult because of the way their guards can score. I thought Auburn was just that was everything went wrong for South Carolina and it was a really bad matchup for them. I think Kentucky is a little bit better suited to to play with Auburn on on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, look, it's obvious it doesn't matter what sport it is. The bigger the opponent, the more excited and, and the more special it is. And, you know, for for basketball until something changes, Kentucky's going to be one of those teams that, that makes for a bigger game. Obviously, college game day said, hey, that's a big game. We're going to go there. I mean, that makes it – no matter who you're playing with college game day here, it's going to make it bigger already. With it being Kentucky, it's going to be big. I mean, look at football. I mean, the, the Purdue game for Michigan is not as big as Ohio State. Students don't treat it the same. I'm like, it's just natural. That's the way it is everywhere. Um, and – you know, it's funny because it's Auburn basketball. It's become this thing. Well, they did it because of somebody else. No, this this is what's happening. They're doing it. It's become the thing to do. Now, obviously, is it bigger for those games? Yeah, but it's that's the way it is all over the country. And so, I I, I think it's awesome. Um, Got to hand it to them. I mean, 
I mean, as soon as they, they ran out of the doors last night, following a blowout of South Carolina, the tents went back up and, and they're sitting there and tips not till five o'clock Saturday. It's a long time um, when you start talking about waiting for that game, but it shows you the passion and how much fun it is and how special being inside Neville Arena has become for, for this group of students and for the fans. And so, um, and it's paying off for Auburn. There's no, there's nothing more important in sports than home court advantage in basketball, in my opinion. Football's big, but it doesn't it doesn't measure up to basketball, in my opinion. Basketball fans have the most impact that, that of any sport, in my opinion. It's shown up for Auburn time and time again, and hey, showing up for other even people that don't have the home court advantage that Auburn does. You put them on their home court and let their own fans cheer, and it makes a huge difference. And, and you know, right now Auburn's riding that wave, and that's the thing now: protect home court. If you finish out and win a home court, win at Missouri, who is not playing very well, and you got Georgia, Tennessee, you go, hey, can you steal one of those? You do, you, you, you steal one of those games, win at Missouri, and protect your home court, and you finish 14 and four in this league, and you go, hey, whatever happens, happens. You, you go, hey, we've done what we needed to do. Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, this is, we, we say it almost every game, but this is one of the biggest games of the season. This, this could be, in terms of, you know, get this one, make, make sure you get it. This could be the biggest game remaining because, like you said, it's even if you lose at Georgia, um, but that game we've talked about before, that works really well for Auburn. It's after a big bye week. Like that, it, that sets up, you almost want that one there more than Tennessee because it's a lighter opponent. And you're saying, okay, well, that, that gives them a, almost an even better chance to, to win that game. Um, even if you drop that one and you close out your final three games, which are Mississippi State, Georgia at home, and then the worst team in the league on the road, um, you're still 13 and five. That feels like 13 and five feels like you have a pretty good chance to, to win the title, but you are constantly checking elsewhere to see what's happening. 14 and four feels like not a guarantee to at least tie for the title, but that feels like you're in a really, really good spot. So we'll cross that bridge when, when we come to it in terms of those, those road games at Georgia and Tennessee. Um, but Kentucky on Saturday, you know, South Carolina was a team that, that didn't have a lot of size on the inside. Um, and, and that ended up being sort of, you know, obsolete because Auburn's big guys just shot it from the outside. But um, Kentucky, that offense is going to come in here and, and they don't, it doesn't matter who, the, what defense they're playing, they don't score less than 80 points in a game. I mean, they've got three um, incredibly talented guards. The, the concern for a team like Kentucky is coming into this building, are they a lot like USC where they've got a lot of really talented offensive players but I mean, this has been one of you know, this has been a tough year for Cal and that team. They just haven't played together very much. They've lost on their home floor a lot. There's you know, there's good reason why Auburn should be a healthy favorite in this game. But you have to go out and play with the same kind of intensity that you uh, that you did. And like you said, the, the crowd is going to be a million times better even yeah. than a good crowd on Wednesday. And so that energy, that intensity, that shouldn't be a question for this team on Saturday. Yeah, I think this will be the most talented offensive team that Auburn will play along the lines of Alabama. It'll be very similar. Can you do what you did against Alabama at home, which is can you score and score? Because Kentucky's defense has not been great until the other night. They held, you know, Ole Miss down, and 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 the Ole Miss missed a, missed a bunch of open shots. And Auburn's going to have some open shots because this is a young – you mentioned it's a young, really talented backcourt, Reed Shepard. Uh, Rob Dillingham may be – he may be the best shooter in the country. For Auburn folks that, that you go like, hey – what you expected to see from Aiden Holloway, Rob Dillingham, like he is a guy that if he is open, he knocks down the shot. And he's a guy that 
that gives him some firepower uh, immediately. So those two guys can shoot it. So it's going to be a challenging game for this Auburn backcourt, um, staying in front of them, creating some things. Um, but you're right. There, there's some opportunities in Kentucky. has some size inside, but they're not broad, physical guys. Can bring back those guys in. Can they do some of those things and get them on the move? And so, um, yeah, in, interesting. Another interesting matchup, and that's the thing. Um, Florida felt like the worst matchup for Auburn, and that kind of showed up with Florida's extreme length at the four and five and the numbers of guys they had. Kentucky has similar, um, but not quite that. Um, but Kentucky, you know, they don't have the six, seven, six, eight guards, the, those big guys that maybe they've had some in the past. And so um, that's something that may be a little bit better matchup for Auburn than, than they have been over the years. Yeah, like you mentioned on the on the interior, you know, Gonzaga went and um, won at Rupp. This is one of the least impressive Gonzaga teams of the last, you know, decade, I would say. Um, they went and scored 50 points in the paint, and their game plan at the end when it was close was to just dump it in really close to the basket on those guys. And so, you know, Jalen and Janai had a great game from outside. This seems like a game where they'll, they'll go more on the interior. Um so looking at the SEC title race right now with that win, um, Auburn and South Carolina are now tied at nine and three. Um, Tennessee had their bye early, so they are at eight and three, um, and they play this weekend. Alabama had the week off, had the uh, the midweek game off, and they host Texas A&M on, uh, on Saturday. Alabama's couple couple home games here for them. Um, it's Texas A&M, and then it's, Al- or excuse me, it's Florida next week at home. So... Um, hoping, you know, Auburn hoping for the Crimson Tide to get knocked off a couple times to to give themselves a chance in the SEC. Might have to wait until a little bit later in the year. They have to go at Tennessee, or excuse me, they have to go at Kentucky. They host Tennessee. Um, they have to go at Florida. And so obviously all Auburn can do is uh, is take care of business where it can. Kentucky on Saturday at 5 p.m., I believe that game, is on ESPN. Um, obviously if everybody's, if anybody's heading down for college game day, it'll be, it'll be bright and early, but y'all have a good time there. Um, because it's it's getting to the point where they come pretty consistently. It's their fourth time under Bruce Pearl, but it always is a really fun event, especially if you haven't been before. Um, it's just different. It's very different than football college game day. Um, it's a lot more chill because you have like the, the the timeouts or excuse me the the commercials, and everyone just kind of hangs out in the, in the meantime. Um, in that sense, it's almost more entertaining. It's a little bit more intimate than a, than a football college game day, and so um, there's lots of things to to like about it even if you're just watching on TV as well. I will be interested too, Jason. Saturday on CBS, they'll do the early bracket. That This is the weekend of that. They do that like right before the 11 a.m. games start. And so I believe they only go up to the four seed line. I think they do the top 16. Um, and so seeing where Auburn is, there certainly will be a three or a four at this point. I, I think probably a three at this yeah, point. Based on the other night, I would imagine they'll be probably somewhere along that three line. Tennessee, probably a two line. Alabama in that. Two or three. I think South Carolina probably because of their net, they're probably not in that group, even though some people had them in there. But you look at at the depth of this league and and the numbers of of teams that are going to be in there. That's a pretty strong start. Kentucky will be just out just outside that, even though their record's not as as good at this point. But there are a lot of basketball that's still left, even though there's only a few weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, I mean it's the most important time of year. And look, and look, Kentucky hasn't been overly impressive this year. Um, but they have beaten a couple really good teams. Um, and so, and they're hungry. I mean, this would be, you're talking about their resume and where they're kind of falling right now. 
This is a massive, huge, massive huge game for Kentucky. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is not going to be, you know, they'll just roll over and assume Auburn will win. You know, don't go into this and assuming Auburn will just win by double digits. I think it is a pretty good matchup for Auburn, but I again I think Kentucky matches up much better um than uh, than South Carolina does and so or South Carolina did. So um should be a great one. It's it's probably uh, definitely it's the last remaining big home game of the year. Um, for Auburn, you felt like Alabama and Kentucky were the two this season that were going to be uh, really, really big inside Neville Arena. So definitely have some fun with it, y'all, um, because it's probably going to be the last big one of the season inside Neville. I mean, Georgia will be pretty big too, but uh, this is this certainly takes on a different uh, a different form when College Game Day comes to town, and uh, Kentucky obviously always drives that as well. So appreciate you guys for joining us today. Want to just get you caught up on some basketball before we head into the weekend. Something for y'all to chew on here on Thursday and Friday. So for Jason Caldwell, I am Nathan King. Um, Y'all go leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next episode, y'all enjoy the game this weekend. We'll talk to y'all.